1: Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I cannot believe we are up to episode 180. And it seems like, uh, at this is this juncture, 180 episodes in, that we're we're going to have a special interview today with AC McCluris. Um He has been coaching 50 years. I can't I can't even remember how many state titles. I think it's eight or nine state titles in Georgia. Um, so we're going to delve in, and there's some great golden nuggets for you, the listeners, um, along his journey about how he handles his girls and things like that. Um, but before we do that, before we get started there, I want to take a second and make sure we thank our sponsors, Dr. Dish. Um, I think in the last episode I said, if you don't know what Dr. Dish is, you're living under a rock, which is probably true. Um, but it's a great, it's a great tool. I think all great coaches have tools in their toolbox that help them become better. Um, I don't know if all of you have noticed over the, (laughs) over the years, but my guys have not, been as good as shooters as they were in the olden days, like when I was playing. But if you have not heard of them, make sure you go over and check them out. Um, they continuously improve their machines. They continuously improve what they are doing. You know, they have the, this app on the phone that is unbelievable. It's related to um, the website. It's a, it's a management training management system. It's awesome. Um, you know, I can go on and right now I've only used it with my son because we just got a new machine recently, but, um, it is, it, you know, I can tell him that he needs work on threes. I can see what side of the court he's working really well on. Um, it's, it's perfect for this generation, to be honest with you. Um, I can send them workouts. Like they can get initial feedback right away on makes and makes some misses. Um, it's a wonderful thing. Go over and check it out. The versatility, the technology is like nothing on the market at all. So go over and check it out. If you have any questions, you can definitely shoot them toward me, and I'd be more than willing to help you. And we appreciate them sponsoring this uh, this podcast. Um, also, make sure you subscribe and like. Those are really important to us. Um, over at Coach Unplugged, please leave a review. If you could actually take – takes three seconds to leave five stars. It takes 30 seconds to write a couple nice things. We would really appreciate that over on iTunes. And the third thing is, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the beginning of September. We're redoing our website. Prices are going up, so if you want to get in now, don't wait. Basketball season's right around the corner. It's it's time now before before prices increase. So go over and check that out. All right, let's go over and uh, let's go over and have this great discussion with AC. All right, all on. right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, so. I'm gonna coach. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, and then I'm gonna let you tell everybody that you have eight thousand state championships in comparison to my three. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna feel very inferior today, but that's good. We're gonna we're gonna get some great golden nuggets. So I'm gonna have what I'm gonna have you do is I'm gonna have you introduce yourself. Then I'm gonna have you say um, just tell us about your basketball journey. Um, you know where it started, kind of where you got to the point where you are, and I, and how many years have you been coaching? This is. I just finished my fiftieth. That's 5 five zero. Yes, five That's zero five zero. That just so everybody heard that fifty years coaching. They should put up a. They should put up a uh, monument to you, coach. <laughs> to be honest, anybody <laughs> can do it that long. Uh, all right, so go ahead, introduce yourself and just tell tell the people a little bit about
0: yourself. My name is AC McCullers. I am the girls' basketball coach right now at uh, Strong Rock Christian School in Locust Grove, Georgia. Uh, as just stated, I, this is, I, good Lord's bless me, I've just finished 50 years of coaching girls. I've also coached football and girls basketball at the same time, but uh, not in the past few years. I also have coached in college for about seven years, uh, but I have uh, experienced a lot of uh, enjoyment since my first girls basketball team which I coached in 1968 the first girls game I saw was the one I coached and it was a lot of changes have changed uh, taking place since then Uh, as I mentioned we have been very fortunate through the years we have four state championships and three state runner-ups in uh, the state of Georgia Um, and it's been quite a journey and been blessed to enjoy those years coaching girls basketball Um, so any questions? Yeah, so, I, I so, really so enjoy tell, coaching tell basketball
1: where, tell, and from there. So tell me where you are in, in, in relation to Atlanta.
0: I am about uh, 25 mile, miles south of, of Atlanta. If you know where Atlanta Airport is, we're about 25 miles down the road uh, on I 75 South, like you're going to Florida. Okay. So you're in the horrible traffic area. Oh yes! Oh yes! The <laughs> thing about it, we are we are in a region on the other side of Atlanta. So if we have a uh, six o'clock game, we have to leave about three thirty just to make sure we get checked in time in case there's no, a wreck I, or something. I, I, because we go to Florida, we go to Sanibel Island, which is in
1: southern Florida, and I, I I can't figure out Atlanta traffic. I can, I just can't I can't figure it out. It's crazy. Well,
0: there, there's certain times you can get through it, and other days. You might as well just uh, sit there and, you know, wait it out because it's gonna happen sooner or later. You're gonna get caught in it one way or the other, going <laughs> or coming. <laughs> so, but uh, well, when I'm coming down to patients. speak at the
1: Legends Tournament, I'm wor- I'm a little worried. I think our flight is like eight o'clock on Sunday morning. I'm trying to figure out when I'm gonna have to leave to get to the airport. Um,
0: uh, from there you're gonna have to leave. You're gonna <laughs> arrive. Uh, in atlanta at eight o'clock in the morning or what i'm no i'm gonna leave atlanta to come home at eight o'clock so i have to be at the airport at probably like six to get through yeah to get through uh it is yeah they've got uh uh about early in the morning you may not have as much uh problems you would later on but yeah it takes quite a while to get through the um the security checks and all that it does it's uh, crazy So tell me tell me a little
1: bit about your practices. I like to always delve into other coaches' practices.
0: My practice, well, I I teach it whole part whole. When I start something, I like to put, I like my players to see what it's going to look like. I give them the whole picture first. Of like, if we're working on defense, I want to show them exactly what I'm looking for and then I'll take each one of the whole parts and yep. uh, make out my own drills uh, for the next couple of two or three weeks of practice preseason and then we'll go back and go whole and do it live, semi-live and, and situations like that. But I I don't scrimmage a lot. Uh, I do more teaching and doing breakdowns and things of that nature uh, and When we practice, uh, I know my philosophy of basketball was shaped back in the beginning. If you remember, I coached my first basketball game in 1968. And that was when in in the state of Georgia, we played three-on-three. No, no. It was like –
1: no. That was like Iowa women's played that for a long time.
0: Right. There was lawsuits that kept saying that Iowa girls and women could not – that played high school basketball were being cheated because they couldn't get scholarships right. uh, because of the three on three. Well, in Georgia, it was three on three where you, you know, uh, took it out at half court after you made a basket. And and then from there, uh, the next step and that was the, uh, we went Rover where you had two girls that went up and down the court. Uh, and you, so you really still, you went to four on four, and that was about a three or four year experience until they went to, Five on five, so that really helped me uh, develop my philosophy uh, because um, of basketball and, and taking what we learned, you have to figure out how you're going to play. If you're a then, if you're a zone, you you could either one two zone or you could run a, a two one zone or you could one uh, a combination of both. So you take those principles and it helped me developed my own ideas about how I want to play defense. Uh, and I, I really through the years have evolved my own style of defensive play from that. Uh, but with the Rover and all the ideals that helped, also shape my uh, thoughts on how I want to run offense. I based my whole offense and my whole defense on the triangles. And i most every basketball coach does too. Uh, you got to, you got to, to feed the triangles of basketball and know where they're at to be successful in my opinion of how we do it and that's right. how i base my defense uh how we go with um and it's a really a three man, got-
1: it's really a two or three man game the game is really simple it is a two or three man game for the most part the it other is. two are not and and for, for the people that were listening that because we probably have a lot of youngsters out here what used to happen um in some states was they would play you would be you you would play 3 on 3 on each end of the court it'd be three Correct. offensive girls three defensive girls and then they would that's all you would just be an offensive player or a defensive player um you would not cross half court right so you basically had two groups so maybe these exactly. three girls were really good offensively they would be in the offensive end and these three girls were really good on defense they would only play defense the whole game so um, for people that don't know, because Coach and I are old enough to remember that, but there might be some youngsters that are out there that are talk- think we're talking about, you know, we're talking about who are these guys talking about? Right? Yeah, they have no idea. Um, all right, uh, if you could go back to yourself as a younger coach, so let's go back to the seventies, late sixties. What would you tell yourself? Would you would you give yourself any
0: advice? I would I would give myself the advice of When you go to clinics, the first thing I I speak to a lot of middle school uh, coaches, when you go to a clinic, uh, you need to take notes with an open mind and take down and pick out things that you can use within your philosophy. Therefore, you need to develop your own philosophy about or what style you like to play. If you played high school ball uh, yourself, how did you like to play? and then you need to learn everything you can learn about that because eventually if you go to clinic and you try to write all the stuff down, you're going to get back and try to put some of that in, invariably you missed some key points about that. So you need to take things that you can uh, put in your own way of thinking and be able to take great ideals from somebody else because there's no secrets in basketball. No, You just need to take it from somebody else and see if I can use that and adapt it or turn it into my own way of uh, running an offense or a defense. So that's what I, I tell them. And by virtue of doing that, uh, it helps if you are you have to teach in a classroom. I don't know, Coach, if you teach in a classroom. i sure you do. If you're, I do. I I'm a math teacher to. for 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you have to be a teacher. Well, yeah. coaching is nothing more than teaching you can't assume that those players know anything. Uh, you got to teach it to them from the basics. And once they get the basic, they go to the next step. You can't come in and uh, solve a complicated uh, trigonometry problem without knowing some basis for it. Well, that's how I teach. I tell anybody, if you're going to coach in high school, you're going to coach, period. you got to be a teacher. Uh, And being in the classroom helps that. So um, that – in itself would be when you go into the clinics and at the legends clinic uh coach uh has done a great job uh promoting basketball down there and teaching and he's brought it i was there for the first one and he's done a great job with that and i'm sure there'll there'll be some great uh uh coaches down there i'm looking forward to uh talking to you because i'm I'm not too old to learn yet. I'll
1: learn something <laughs> well, every time I go to a clinic. And I, and you, you, you and I are old enough that we learn this lesson the hard way. You know, I'd go to a clinic and then I'd hear these things and I would try to implement it. And then I go to the next clinic and I hear the, what I tell coaches and I, especially the young ones is you, you, you have to come up with your own philosophy with your team or your community. But then when you go to these clinics, go find some golden nuggets. That's what I refer to My I right. refer them as gold nuggets. Like, when you speak, I'll probably find one or two little. Ooh, that that's interesting. Let me see if I can do something with that. I'm not gonna like erase eight, you know, twenty years of experience and say I'm not gonna do all this stuff. This no, but I'm gonna take this one little piece here and I'm gonna take. I mean, that's how I've become the coach I have. You know, I've taken all these experiences I've had from all these other coaches I've coached with, and I've taken pieces, and it's become my philosophy. I think they all try to become coach K or coach, you know, Gino, or, you know, no, be yourself, but find that, find that niche, find that thing that's going to work for you and your community. And that's when, when you do that, that's when you'll be successful. Is my opinion.
0: You're exactly right. I mean, that's why, you know, I go back sometimes and I I have all my stuff categorized in file cabinets now computers, but I still have, I'm the, I'm a right, I'm a, guy that writes it down in notebooks yeah uh, <laughs> and, and I, I, I or something here and I put it and I go back uh, and put it uh, in files and I've got it categorized each year and go back and pull something out and I say this looks good and then I sit there and I say well I don't have the personnel to run it this year and that's the next step you gotta you may like an offense <laughs> but if you're if your kids can't adapt to all the what it takes to run that offense it's not going to work right uh, right you have now, to be
1: you have to be willing to adjust if if you to exactly. see my team 12 years ago and now you saw my team three years ago you wouldn't think i'm the same coach well one team i could get up and down the court i would love to get up and down the court every team i would love more but then three years ago we didn't have we, we were a good team but we didn't have the ability to go we we were a possession team so it's like well that's right. how we can win. you know you have to adjust the per- to the people you have um exactly
0: how do you how do you, practice,
1: how do you practice plan
0: how do i practice plan yeah how do you uh, get ready for practices like how do you okay you mean how do i get my players ready for no, practices how, do
1: you, or, how do you prepare like i'm for other coaches are listening like how do you do you do it the night before do you go back to old practice how do you how do you get your lesson quote unquote. there
0: are certain things we're going to do every day Okay. There are certain things we're going to do every day. And what we're going to do every day is uh, what is going to beat us uh, the quickest in a ball game. And what we do every day is things that we know we're going to see every time we go out on the floor. Okay. Now, the first thing I put in, the first thing we work on, and this may seem odd, but the first thing I like to work on when we start preseason practice. I, is our press break. Uh, <laughs> Me I too, see, Coach. I, we get pressed okay. all the time. <laughs> well, I see so many teams that turn it over and it turns into a layup. Well, you better know how to be the press. Now, I, sometimes I believe in the press. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't based on what you've got. Uh, right. thing. But I, won't, I have a, a set I'm in a specific, a specific way that I like to be the press uh, and, and I like to beat it with a pass, not necessarily a dribble. Uh, and we work on it every day. Uh, I want the ball inbounds, within. Well then you can get it out of bounds and inbound 25 and six seconds. Therefore you take away, you know, a chance for them to get into the press after a, a made basket. Now after free throws, a dead ball is, you know, you set up, but you don't have time to do. So we got to work on that. Those are things that we work on that. Every, now we're going to, Shoot a lot. I've changed my philosophy on free throws. We do different kinds of competitive free throw drills. Yeah, um, we do too. Keep their interest because so many games, to me, after breaking tapes down so many times, it comes down to basically losing ball game three things. And that is they're not, they're not stressed. We miss layups, we miss free throws and turnovers. Those are the three things that beat us quicker than anything
1: yep so say that uh, again so the coaches can hear that again the three things you think i agree i agree
0: uh turnovers miss free throws and layups yep and most people spend very Oh, they do layups is so if you're out there in two lines to dribble down there shoot layups, <laughs> which is not game type situation every right. drill you do should be game like so right. that you uh And you, they've done game speed. So
1: we don't do layup. We do, we, very, we do very little layup lines now to start for our warm up. No, we don't do it. We, we don't come either. out. We do one. We just do it to kind of run it under the court and start, and then we're done. Because you never shoot a layup
0: like that in a game ever. <laughs> no, you don't. The most, most of the layups. You think about it. Most of the layups are missed because they don't know where the angles on the floor are and they go right down the middle of the floor and they get down the bucket and have to reach out and swing around and try to to get it up on the glass. Right. Uh, So we work a lot on the angles of the floor where I want them to go with, um, because the way we run our patterns, uh, which is another set in itself. We, I have one set, I run everything in my offense in its zone, man. But, Uh, everything's run out of one set. Therefore, all my drills are based on those sets and so forth. So we do a lot of free throw shooting. We do uh, a lot of different stuff. Now, through the years when we got the gun, we have uh, adopted a lot of drills that we use with the gun off of the – so we can make it more uh, lifelike on the other end, get it off the gun and go another way with some pressure going down the floor where it's more game-like. And then, of course, the, uh, uh, the turnovers have to do with bad passes. And most of the time, that's against pressure. Uh, what kills me the most is seeing my guards. They get in a hurry, and ultimately, they're going to dribble right to the half court, right there and in the corner between half court and sideline. They're going to get trapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we work an awful lot of times keeping that. That's no man's land, and they don't get in there. And we do a lot of drills to keep out of there right so, I, as far as, I, but for,
1: especially for the young coaches I think you have to for practice planning I think you have to ask the question why why are you doing that yeah you know why are exactly. you running a three-man weave really what exactly. what does that do for you in a game if if, if you if exactly. you're running if your offense is based on a three-man weave then go right ahead and do it but I don't think I think a lot of coaches don't ask the question why why am I doing this
0: um <laughs> You know well, a lot of people there's a lot of things they can understand a lot of people spend a several you know five six, seven minutes a day working on uh a a jump ball tip start the ball game. Why spend ten minutes working on something that you do one time a game right
1: so, and, uh, and, my, and my theory is i i i I am the poster child for the jump ball being eliminated. There's no reason no, for yeah. us to have a jump ball. I think the visiting uh, team should get the ball to start the game in half court and let's go. Why do we jump I, it? No one practices
0: it? No one does it? Well, because uh, the, the pros still do it and they think yeah. we got got to be like the pros. You know that. But uh, as <laughs> uh, far as practice planning, some people wait till the last period of the day and then they got to hurry and write something down and then, they may not get and they go out there. Uh, but you need to have that practice plan itemized every minute of the practice. And you don't keep on saying, well, let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. If you didn't get it done in that time, you come back, and do it another. I also affirm the believer when I say, if I say we're going to practice for two hours, when that two hours is up, we blow a horn, blow the horn, and we go home. Uh, yep. So the kids know. That that's how long the practice are going to be. Uh, Therefore, that means it's very strict about. If we start at six, then you're going to be on the floor with your shoes tied, ready to go. Everybody, I
1: hope you're enjoying this. I mean, fifty years of fifty years of knowledge um, can't put that stuff into a book. So, I hope you're enjoying it. We'll get right back to it in a second. Again, if you can pause for thirty seconds, go over and subscribe and like. We would really like that. Um, and then make sure you go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better.
0: tied, ready to go at 6 o'clock. That's when we're going to start. Now, that, I know that's old-fashioned. That's, yeah. that's old-fashioned, but I'm old-fashioned myself. Um, no, I don't think, that that's that's old
1: fashion. I think that's I think that's precise. I think precision is part of the game, and the more precise you are, the better off you're going to be or more effective you're going to be doing everything, I think. Um,
0: exactly. Yeah. I want, I but, want my kids to – I want my kids to be able to execute without having to think about what they're going to do. Uh, And that goes by the drills we do. Because I like to start our offense. We don't necessarily call plays. I like to start our offense based on where the first pass goes. Uh, Now, people say you can't. Well, we do. Um, uh, You work on it enough. Therefore, it makes – scouting a whole lot harder for people really see how you're getting into your sets because you know the biggest problem on offenses is so many teams cannot get the first penetrating pass to get into an offense right uh and you've got to do that before you can really do anything successful uh and it's all based on how you practice to get do that stuff from that, i i I agree so i agree
1: um, can you tell me one moment in your co- coaching career that we could like kind of unpack for a young coach? Something that you learned, something that happened? Give me anything. Is there a moment? Is there a, a game? Is there a situation that we could talk about that might help some young coaches that are listening to this?
0: Yeah. the the One of the things that is uh, never underestimate what your kids can do. Okay, Uh, and the reason I say that, uh, if you got, if you got, you going into the year and you look and you say, man, I don't really have those studs this year. I mean, where am I going to get this? You look, you got when you uh, evaluate your team. If you take that team and uh, work it just as hard, if you work any team, they're going to win some games they're not supposed to. Then the next year, you got a bunch of you know, really good players, not the really thoroughbreds, and you do the same thing. You work them the same intensity, the same thing. But then they're going to win a lot of games and maybe sneak in a, and upset some. But then right. when you get really get the the horses, you do the same thing, same work at, and that's when you win the championships. Because, you know, you got to have the players. I know, you know, you've never seen a mule win the Kentucky Derby. No. Nope. You know I mean, you're going to have to have some, but you can take that. One that's maybe a step slower, two inches short, and you work them and give them the confidence uh, to achieve that. And the reason I, I say that to say this we won a state championship. We in uh, the third overtime, and uh, a young lady, uh, my fact, she's another coach at West Florida, uh, and she'll remember this, she was to hear that, that uh, she, we, met, we lost the ball game because she didn't take the shot. Uh, that she at the end of the game. Well, we talked about that, and then coming down to the state championship game, it was about—I uh, guess it was three seconds. Uh, she came wide open, broke, and she never hesitated right. because, and she took that shot and nailed it. Because we got back, we pointed out what her—the uh, main thing is—you got to determine the what each player's best thing they can do, and then you yes. got to focus on that. Yes. and that will help you win key ball games. It will uh, be
1: and, and kids want to so here's my here's from me the coach 30 years and taught for 30 years. Kids will, might not be happy with their role, but they want to know where they fit in the world. They really do. Exactly. They want to That's know exactly. that they want to know. They want they want discipline, they want to know their role. They're, they they might not it might be 5 years after they graduate is when they'll truly appreciate it but they want it. They, they do. And and then, and, and if you tell them that, then things are going to be better. And I'm telling you the year, I don't think we're going to win a state championship. I'm done coaching. I've told my wife that when I, I don't care who, who, who shows up on the first day of practice, but the day that I don't think we're good enough to do that, then I'm done because I, I want that expectation for their kids and you know, that bar set. And that's what you were saying, coach. It's like, I think you have to, You know, you got to coach them up, coach your
0: kids up. You got to coach them up and they got to know what you expect them to do. And when it comes time to do that, if they're the one that's supposed to take the shot, they take it. And I I tell my kids, I don't, you know, I don't get on to them about missing a shot. I get on to them about passing up stuff are are things that, that they know they're not capable of doing. And that, that's the job of teaching uh, these kids. And you're right. Girls, I want to be coached. Girls want to be coached. They want to be disciplined um, because so many of them games. When I was coaching college, you get this uh, letter from a coach or things oh, this girl's great. She can do all this. She can do all that, and you go watch them and say, oh man, I just wasted some time. So that's one thing I'd pass on to any. So you don't ever tell a college coach a kid can do something, but you teach them to expect what they can do and then they go out and do it. I mean, right. then uh, they'll win that big game for you somewhere down the line. Um, uh, but it's a, it's a it's a constant every day. Uh, part. It's not just, you know, well, I got that and no, well, now I'm going to well, You can't do it. You've got to, to go. I'm still old-fashioned. I give each one of my kids a, a handwritten, not a typed out fancy one, it's a handwritten uh, where I draw the plays myself, so they have to figure out the X's and O's and know all that. Scouting report about anybody and everybody we play. Uh, so that that gives them confidence in what their job is so they can learn what they need to do to be successful themselves. So if each one of them are successful themselves, then you put all five of them together and them knowing what they're going to do, then you win, win the ball games. you may not supposed to win right. from there. Do you uh
1: do you uh,
0: have uh, any superstitions, Coach? Have any superstitions? Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. Uh I like to, I usually wear the same tie. Uh most of the time if we're on streak. back. We won uh at uh, Morrow High when I was there, we won eighty six straight games in the state of Georgia. Uh so uh <laughs> during that streak we we pretty much did the things, you know, that not, not it's going to do a difference. Just you know, if they believe it, then hey, that's a problem for baby. you. Write it, yes. So you write it, you write it out. <laughs> you do. Uh,
1: I ate twenty three number fives at McDonald's one year because we we weren't losing. <laughs> and it's like, well, I got to keep eating. I didn't really want the twenty third one, but it's like you got to just keep eating.
0: <laughs> it's like you got to keep eating. You got to keep doing because if they, it, once you get them to believe in what you're doing, right. that's half the battle, right? Uh, it is, and and I mean, it may the thing about it, I tell them this. This may not make sense, but I tell my kid what I, way we do it. It may be entirely different than the way somebody else does it. But if we all believe it and we all do it the way we're preparing to do it, then it's going to work, right? Uh, yep. So we can and here's I'll, I'll right, and I will say that, You know, everybody. You know, most man-to-man people, and I'm a man-to-man, go out. If you're on the right side of the floor, you want your left foot up, your right foot back, and cut off the baseline like that. So maybe you're two steps slow. So maybe they got a player, this girl's got a guard. In practice, we change it around. I say, okay, I want you to turn the other way. I want your right foot down, and I want you to funnel her back to the middle so I can give you some help, and we can trap her right there. Right. Uh, but all that's different. I mean, those are things you have to change around to give that kid. Uh, I think we run a defense where my baseline forwards, I have their uh, gluteus maximus turned to the baseline, <laughs> uh, which that's and that's not taught. But we tra- do a lot of trapping out of that right. as well. I so, think the golden those, nugget that
1: you stated, coach, that that's the key for people listening to this is you got to accentuate the positive and hide the negatives is basically that's the way I've coached it's like this kid's a really good three-point shooter but can't guard a you know a car standing still you know kind of thing it's like so you well then how can we get them so they get their threes but then that they can defend so that's the key to coach I mean high school coaching is a lot about matchups. So you got to accentuate mm-hmm. the positive and hide the negatives because they all got exactly. They're not NBA. Most of them aren't NBA players, so they're going to have some strengths and they're going to have probably more weaknesses. So how do we hide the right. weaknesses and 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 show the strengths?
0: Um, That's exactly it, right. Because yeah, so because not not all of them are six foot four. Your right. post may be five foot six. You right. Know? So <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: and the thing is, we're going to work on the negatives. We're going to work on the things they're not good at but we're going to try to hide them until they get better at them is kind of I
0: I agree. I agree. And the more that you, more that you do it year in and year out the same way, uh, it gets better. And I'll, I'll say this, uh, what you tell kids and what you preach, uh, (laughs) they will, they will come back later and you don't know what the, you don't know what effect you're having on these kids eight or 10 years down the road once they've been out. Yeah. But, uh, I will tell you what, for coaches, um, they will remember what you do. We had, um, they my school where I was at, they surprised me with a uh, celebration of 50 years of coaching, okay? And with that, there was about 80, 85, maybe 100 of my former athletes was there, girls. And some of the comments they made, one of them made a comment up uh, that the one thing she remembers was that you'd be on time. Um because right. I didn't start her and didn't play her because she was late to late. a big meeting. Yep. But anyhow she says, you know, she's in charge of a group of men and the company she works for and she says, That's one thing they know. You're on time. You're right. not late. Uh, <laughs> I, I started amazing. I mean, we were
1: playing the one of the best teams in our league this year. My starting point guard was late and he didn't start. And no. It, you know, it might have cost us the game, but I don't care because I'm this is bigger than the game. And and I think something for the coaches that are listening too—it's—it's it's not always what you say; it's kind of how you make them feel too. You know, exactly. over, the, over the length of the things, they're not going to remember that three sentence thing you said to them, but they're going to make—they're yep. you know, going to—they're going to remember how you make them feel over those two years.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you well, know. that's like, exactly right. One of the things that you're talking about something—something uh, something that they can take with them. If uh, a lot of parents have asked me. Well, when my daughter makes a mistake, why do you take her out of the game right then? And I said, Well, it's it's put it this way if it's a, a mistake that's really going to hurt her chance or our team to be successful, she's got to come out and I've got to correct that. Right. Because, and let her sit down, think about it, and then I'll put her back in. But it says they only get to make one mistake. I said, Well, you think about this. If I wait till the game is over, whether we won or lost, and I go into the restaurant and say, hey, okay, we need to correct it. She's not even going to know what I'm talking about at that point. She's forgotten about that. So, well, it kind of hurts. I said, well, it's not hurting your feelings. It's making her better. Okay, that. that. and that's right. one of the things right that
1: and one mistake uh, can be life-changing is what i tell parents is one mistake can be life-changing if you go to exactly. a bar and you have six drinks and you get in the car and then you kill somebody that was a mistake it was only one that, but it was a pretty big you're exactly one. right so you're it's, exactly it, right <laughs> one mistake and, and 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 i and i said i'm not gonna like punish them i'm not gonna stick them on the end of the bench but if they if they if the it, it, same in my math class if if they make a mistake on the board it's like I'm not going to ignore it to the end of the period I'm going to fix exactly. it <laughs> and I'm going to explain exactly. why it's wrong and then we'll go on to the next problem um,
0: Yeah that that
1: yeah that's parents, well, I, being parents. I,
0: tell, I tell you something else too that I tell you something else too that a lot of a lot of coaches have a a big long list of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have six or seven, maybe eight rules. And it's, uh, and I have it typed up. It's in their playbook, uh, because they know if that rule is broken, right. then they got to pay for whatever the penalty says. Yeah. But because if you got a rule and you don't enforce it, then you're defeating the purpose exactly. for having a rule. And they're going to say that, well, we're not, you know, he's not going to even think twice about that. We'll go ahead and do it. anyhow." Right. So, be be very cautious about the rules you put in because if they break them, you got to enforce them. Yeah, uh, they do from there. And being on time is just, a big one of mine.
1: Is a huge one of mine. Um, that's right. It is. And
0: uh, that's uh, if if a kid is on time. I mean, you tell them to be there, and they're not on the bus when that time comes. You close the door and you drive off. Yep. I mean, true. you don't take it once to happen, but it, now you better be ready. It may cost you something, but hey, it'll be win for you in the long run. And and the thing is for it that. might
1: cost the team and it might cost the game, but it but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna pay off for that kid in the long haul. I'm telling you. It's, I agree. Yeah, it really I agree. Is. So what's your biggest change other than the three on three that you've seen in the last fifty years, you think to the game? The biggest
0: change is the you know, I tell a lot of folks, uh, girls uh, that work at it. The biggest change is the ability to shoot a basketball, uh, if they work on it. Cause I think what most basketball players, the, as far as their athletic ability and they are getting bigger, stronger and faster as well. Right. And now the girls are, are dunking. Uh, right. we had the pleasure of having one of the best girls, uh, women in the professional league. And that's Maya Moore. Uh, she went to some of the camps we had, uh, now, and her, the attitude that she approaches with. Now, that in itself, the ability to do that. But the biggest change is uh, how how competitive uh, the games and the girls' game has gotten when we go on five on five. Uh, and the, the great spectators uh, that we have, if you go to the women's Final Four compared to what it used to be. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's come a very, very enjoyable game. Uh I can remember and we was three on three and rover and all that. They they just wasn't that much uh support. Uh, right. I mean yeah. far as the game was
1: my- I think the WNBA right. helped with that a lot. I do. I think that TV, the final four I think UConn's helped. I know people don't well, love Dynasties, but it, it's helped put it on I mean, people are watching, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, I I say this about that. Everybody some of them don't like uh, Gino and all that and they say it's not good for college basketball. That what I tell them, you need to get out there and you need to uh, coach and if you really want to see why they win, go watch one of his practices. <laughs> yeah. Just go watch one and go watch uh you know, I had the pleasure of watching, you know, Andy Slanders, and uh I had uh, Pat Summit and all those people go right. watch one of their practice.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I love to take my players and let them see a, uh, a big time college basketball program uh, yeah. and see how intense the coaches get in their face and this stuff like that. Not I'm saying that's what you got to do, but right. they can see that the seriousness of how to practice and prepare to win. Right. And you come back, that's how you win. You pre you, your practices are where you win the basketball game, and yeah. practices should be about twice as hard as the game ever thought about being.
1: Yep, and, it, uh, and, and it's what people don't see. That's the thing. It's it's, it's behind exactly. those closed doors. All right, so we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna close up with what I call rapid fire, Coach. I'm gonna ask you a question, and you're gonna give me one okay. one, one answer. Okay. Okay. Um, so, what's one word to describe your ideal player? Coachable. Okay, what's your favorite uh, basketball, like the basketball you play with? What would be your brand, favorite basketball brand? Wilson. Okay. Um, what's one sporting event? You go to one sporting event, what would you go to and why?
0: One, uh, for women, it would be the women's final four. For uh, men's game to go watch, just for the physicality, would be a hockey match. Um what's your favorite pregame meal? Is favorite pregame meal to is pancakes.
1: Pancakes. No one has said pancakes. A lot of steaks. There's been a lot of steaks. Uh what's one thing you do to relax?
0: Crossword puzzles.
1: Crossword puzzles. All right. Uh yep. best basketball player you have seen in person?
0: Best one I have seen in person. As far as men, Michael Jordan. As far as women, I would say would be Maya Moore. Okay. Uh, best player of all time. Uh, who I like as best player of all time. Yep. Uh, and uh, women uh, would be uh, what I've seen through the years in development was Taurasi. Okay. And the other one uh, would be Larry Bird. men. I like Larry Bird. I think he was underrated a little
1: bit. Uh, I think he is too. uh, One thing that helped you become a better coach?
0: Uh, Learning how to uh, be more receptive to criticism and learning how to laugh at myself a little bit. Okay, I like that. Uh, One word to describe your coaching style?
1: Demanding. Okay. Uh, Best basketball coach of all time. Uh, John
0: Wooden. Uh, One book you would recommend? Uh, I and this is not proper. I ain't nothing but a uh, winner by Bear Bryant.
1: Ooh, I haven't read that one. I'm gonna have to read that one.
0: Um, And then we uh,
1: we did the last one. What what was one thing you tell a young coach? One thing.
0: To to be yourself and be the real deal. Uh, and when I say that, uh, what you see is what you get and don't try to be something you're not just be yourself. And that's the easiest Uh, thing to be. It's the easiest thing to be. And you're not hiding anything. Right. And
1: that, and teach what you know. Oh, I like that. Uh, I love that. Okay. Thank you, coach. I look forward to Thank meeting you. you. I look forward to meeting you in about six, seven weeks.
0: All right. We'll sit down and have a Coke and
1: talk about some basketball. All right, Thank we, you. We will do that. Thank you, coach. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. All right. I hope you got as much out of that interview as I did. It was, uh, it was great sitting down with coach. I know him and I are going to be sitting in about three, two and a half weeks in Atlanta. I'm going, I'm speaking at a clinic down there and, um, I'm going to get to meet him firsthand and I'm really excited about that. And, and delve into some of the things we talked about in this podcast so i'm very very excited to, to be able to meet him in person and, and to talk in greater detail but um make sure you go over and check out our youtube channel teach hoops i will put a link down in the show notes free resources over there make sure you check that out and then if you're looking to take your coaching to the next level make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches want to get better tomorrow we're going to have a another short episode Um, And then on Friday, remember Friday, Friday is coming up on high school hoops. Every Friday, we're going to have different things that are delving into high school hoops. So I hope you're enjoying the new kind of content of how we're kind of breaking up the week. Monday, being our Monday morning assist real quick, Tuesdays and Thursdays being some some golden nuggets that I hopefully can share with you. Um, Wednesdays are going to be kind of interview day and then third and then Fridays are going to be high school hoop. So I hope you're enjoying the format. If you are, let me know. Um, send, shoot me an email at steve at dot and have a great rest of your Wednesday.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli,
1: I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office.